So welcome to episode two. Um, I started with an um. I did say myself after the first episode, I would try and avoid having ums throughout my um podcast. But there you go. Straight away, there's one, maybe two. So this episode, I actually wanted to talk about the new year and uh, people wanting to make a difference. You know, new year, new me, not really a line that I particularly like. Um, it's got to be said because you can start anytime you like. Anytime in the year takes your fancy. Um, going to the gym or trying to get fitter or trying to make a difference in your life. But as I've already mentioned, I like to deal with the mental health side when it comes to fitness and the gym space because that's where a lot of my experiences come from. And this one is about, I suppose in general, about the anxiety and the fear of getting into a gym and starting to make that difference. And it's not as easy as some people would think. Um, only today, probably two hours ago, I actually had a, another conversation with a PT friend of mine and she was meeting another client that herself was a little nervous about the gym that she was going to go into, um, which is unwarranted. I know the gym is where I train myself and you don't need to be nervous to go into that space, but I completely get it. And I completely understand it, but she's making the jump and she's going in there today. And that'll be because she's meeting a friend. So she's got the confidence um, to go there. She's actually going to meet with someone. And that really does help. But we're not always in that position where we can hook up with someone and go to the gym together. We could be on our own. Um, maybe we don't want to go with someone else because that's always, uh, can be can be a bit... It can drive a bit of anxiety, um, particularly if you're trying to go with someone that's experienced. Um, then you know there's a there's a sort of internal competitive element that comes in, and that can drive the anxiety. You know, you you're going with someone that's overly experienced, that's been going in the gym for a long time, and you're going to team up with them and go with them, and and that can put you off a little bit. But I think it's not just about getting in the door. Um, I just think that people that suffer from gym anxiety, and I do myself, um, which is why I'm going to go through a list that actually relates to me, and hopefully it relates to you, about getting into a new gym, and not knowing what the machines are, not knowing what the space is, and not knowing what the people are. And I suppose one of the first things that nobody really discusses is even down to the clothes you're going to wear. I mean, what do you buy? You see everybody on social media, major gym companies, um, you know, one of the biggest ones that's out there. Um, I'll call it Fitness Dolphin, but you know the one I'm talking about. And obviously all these gym clothes manufacturers, the majority of which have got super fit bodies, great tans, you know, nice locations, Everything's sort of figure hugging, although I myself are quite pleased that oversized tees and oversized hoodies are quite popular now. So that 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 solves a couple of issues. But it's it's a difficult one. Is it what do you do? You you look at what people are wearing in that gym and promoting in that gym. And the first thing you've got to do is get dressed. You've got to get dressed and you've got to look right. Now, there'll be a lot of people out there going, I don't care what I look like. Well, I think you probably do. There's 
there's not many people I've met, and unless they have no options, say, through finance, lifestyle, and everything else, or, yeah, it's going to have to be finance. I mean, we're, we're living in tight times, aren't we, at the moment? But there's some that just get on with it and go, oh, okay. But actually, there is still an element to live up to when you walk into um, a commercial gym or actually any gym, I suppose, in some respects. They, they don't all have styles, but I think you know where I'm coming from. So the first thing, the anxiety for people is what they're going to wear. Um, you've probably purchased it. You've got your new trainers. You're all ready to go. You, you, you more than likely look absolutely fantastic, but there will be a lot of mirror checking. And perhaps asking your partner or people you know, you know, you know the score. You're just, are you sure? Are you sure? How's that going to look? Is this going to work? Um, in my case, it was a lot of, does my belly hang out when I lift my arms above my head? Um, I know I don't go into the gym necessarily just wave my arms above my head, but overhead pressing and stuff like that. Is the T-shirt too short? No, the T-shirts were never too short. My stomach was too big. Uh, that was most of the problem, so I'd expose myself. So I went through this process of what I'm going to wear. Um, ended up buying a lot of larger hoodies and T-shirts back in, back in the past to try and hide that element, that risk of exposing myself more than I wanted to. And I am only talking about my you know, my belly, just like hanging out and always make sure my sleeves are pulled down because I didn't think my arms were big enough, you know, that sort of thing. So there's that There's that first element. We haven't even got anywhere yet. We haven't even got to the door of the gym. But starting in the new year is difficult. So you've let's, let's get through that first element, okay? So you're fine. You don't, There's no problem, Steve. I don't have a problem. I've got the clothes. I look great. I'm generally really happy for you. But you're still a bit nervous about going to the gym. You've signed up and you're going to go. But now you don't know what time to go. And this is where anxiety can come, come in again. Are they going to be busy? Um, who's going to be there? Where are the machines? What does the gym look like? Uh, I don't know what to do. And the anxiety starts setting in a little bit more. And you've, you've, you're literally building up to a first day nightmare. Um... You're not really prepared. Your clothes are great. You've already said that. We've agreed now that your clothes look great. But you're not, you're just not sure. You do not know what is behind that door. And I wrote a blog once about the feeling of what you're going to walk into. And there's a certain demographic that's perhaps listening to this will know the, the film Rocky Three, And he's been beaten and he gets taken into, uh, shall we say, a rougher part of America where the hardcore boxers are in a hardcore gym and it is dimly lit and everyone's pouring with sweat and he walks in and the place goes silent and they all stare at him. They're not like that. Gyms aren't necessarily like that. Not now they're not. But I get the feeling, the anxiety of going into a new gym space can feel like that, like you're going to walk into this clique where you're not going to be accepted, where you don't look right. You know, this is all what they call catastrophizing. It's not. It's not really a, a real word. It's a. It's a therapy word. It's where you, you sort of imagine the, the worst scenario possible before you actually get there, and that with anxiety is so debilitating. It's horrible. So you've got to find a way. You get through that door. You've 
got no program, no real direction. You're not too sure about the equipment, but you got in. So you should, you know, kind of reward yourself that you got in there in the first instance. But my concern is when you do it that way, if you are suffering from gym anxiety or gym fear, as I like to call it, I'm not really sure that your second visit is going to be much better. Because if you go unarmed, you're going to go in there again. You may have got in there once. But to go to a second visit and then feel a little bit more anxious, perhaps you might feel a little bit more lost, um, it, it doesn't help. And that's when we all, and I've done it, start finding excuses not to go. Um, classic, I'm too busy at work. Uh, I'll go a bit later. It might be a bit quieter and I can get on the machines. Those lot, I hope those lot aren't in there. They were staring. And then I think a lot more self-doubt can start to come in because if you've been in there, flying by the seat of your pants, I suppose they used to call it, you might feel unfit. You might feel overweight, which both of which are perfectly fine because that's why you're going to the fucking gym because you want to get fitter and you might want to lose some weight. Although I don't pay a lot to that last one about the weight, to be fair, and neither should you because I have clients that have actually said to me, um, two ladies in fact, I like being bigger, I just want to be strong. And I'm like, I just loved it. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is fantastic. You know, because it takes a lot. It takes a lot to say that. I'm happy with the way I look. I just want to be stronger. And do you know what? As a PT, that's really easy to just make people stronger. Um, making them look fitter and svelte and muscular and ripped is a lot more complex. And when somebody comes up to me and says, I just want to be stronger. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is easy. You've ticked all the boxes I like. And away we go. So, but you do go there for those reasons. So you should never knock yourself for being or worrying or being anxious about, say, being un unfit or overweight. I don't know what I'm doing is another one that comes up. And yeah, that's a really, really hard thing to overcome. So I'm making excuses, you know, like I just, just summarize again, you know, we're, we're too busy at work. I'll wait till it's quieter. I'm not happy about the people. They sort of stare. There's some odd ones in there. You feel uncomfortable in yourself then perhaps because, you, like we said, you're over, you're unfit, you're overweight. I don't really know what I'm doing or maybe I'll get a PT or maybe I'll wait. Oh, I don't know. And then work is mental. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. I'll tell you what. I'll stop worrying about it this week. I'll go next week. And there will be people listening to this that have gone through probably more than that list that I've just given you anxiety-wise, and finding reasons not to go to the gym. And the thing is, for me, you've, you've had the balls. You've had the balls already to go and get the gear, to, to have the intention to actually want to go. And I really want you to go, because once you get into it, it's a great place to be, and it's great for mental health. It's great for anxiety. But like I say, with that list that I've just gone through just then, your interest will slowly dissipate. And have you found yourself paying for a gym membership and you don't go? Oh, I mean, all the good intentions disappear and you start to feel guilty. And then that guilt dissipates because you just can't be fucked. And then you're back to square one, promising to sort of make changes. And you're making these promises to yourself, mind you. Don't start making promises to other people. 
make them to yourself. It's all about you. You're promising to, I'll make a change. I'm just not able to pick, you just can't pick yourself up and you just can't go up and go and do it. And you've beaten yourself down. And and I find that in some respects quite sad because you've already, you've, you've made that start, but for one reason or another, it's started to push you back. It's worn you down. The environment has worn your anxiety, or sorry, it has increased your anxiety and then physically worn you down. And it is, it's enabled you to find these excuses not to go again. Okay, and that's, that's a shame. Because like I say, once you get into it, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. It really does help. This is from a guy that I've t- I told you in episode one. I've had mental health issues for many, many years. And it's one of those spaces. And I've been to a lot of different spaces, commercial and, and independent, that really does help me on a day-to-day basis. It makes me feel better, generally. I'm not a super athlete. I can't suddenly run 100 metres, you know, and break world records or anything like that. I'm not going to break any deadlift world records, squat world records. Uh, um, No records at all, actually. But, you know, for myself and for me and for my personal goals and for my own mental health and my own little baby PPs, it's been great. And I love it and I get a lot out of it. So there's a lot of guides out there. Oh, guides is a bad word. There's a lot of social media uh, suggestions, I think is the word to do. Guide would be a terrible fucking term to use. And they'll keep shouting like, get a program and it will help. Wear headphones so you're in your own zone and it will help. I don't like those two for a start because, all right, I've got a program and it wants me to do cable pullovers. What the fuck are they? You've got no idea. So how does that help you? Who wrote this program? That's the other thing. Is it engineered for you? And do they understand how you're you're moving within that gym space? Not necessarily. They don't know how you feel about certain areas. There's always been this uh, funny sort of zonal place in gyms with all the free weights where everybody thinks, again, I'll go back to the to the to the Rocky Three idea, you know, that you you walk around the corner from all the cable machines, you know, all the stacking machines. And you go around the corner and there's the weights area and it's just going to be full of these massive burly people that have been lifting weights for the last 20 years, you know, shoulders as big as your head. And they're all just going to look at you and go, what are you doing? Get away from me. But they're not. That doesn't happen. But that's what I'm saying. You can just get a program, but how does it actually help you? That doesn't help you in your anxiety if it's going to start pushing you into zones you don't want to be in. So that needs to be dealt with. The wearing of your headphones is another one that I'm not keen on. I always wear headphones in the gym, but I'm very confident to take them off now. I think wearing headphones to block out what's going on in the gym is a bit like putting a tiny band-aid stroke plaster on a knife wound. It's It might do a job for a little while, but it's not actually solving the issue, is it? You're not getting over that real anxiety. You're not getting over that at all. You're literally just trying to block it all out. So nothing's solved here. You haven't solved a thing. You've just put a barrier up and that barrier is a set of headphones. And the day you go to the gym and you've forgotten to charge them or you've forgotten them or you've lost them, what do you do? How's your gym session going to go? So you need to try and deal with 
the anxiety in the first place. And I think there could be a little process for you to actually do this. A very simple way of looking at it, and you might go, fucking hell, man, no, my anxiety's a lot worse than that. Well, get in contact, let me know, and maybe I can talk about that as well, if there's another step that I'm not getting. So we, we, you're not going to summarise the whole thing again, but you, you, you've got your clothes and you feel good. You're looking in the mirror and you feel great. You feel comfortable in your clothes you're wearing and you're walking into the gym space. So your first goal should be get up, right? You'll have heard this before, make your bed and get dressed. And go to the gym at the time you decided you would go. That's the first little bit. You know you look good in gym clothes. You've tried them a couple of times. You've looked in the mirror. I look, I look fine. So the first thing is to get up. You've got to get up and go and set that alarm and go with that alarm. Or it could be midday. It could be 12 o'clock. It could be one in the afternoon. I don't know what shift patterns you're on. I don't know what you do for a living. But you know what I'm saying. Find that time and that is the time you're going to go. You're going to go to that gym at that time and you've decided. And the first thing I want you to do is remind yourself that you look good. So you've got the right gear on. You feel happy. Okay, you feel happy in your clothes. You look good. You'd go shopping. You'd go shopping like it. You'd go into town. You'd go for a coffee wearing it. You're all good. Life's good, right? You're in that gear. You've got up. You've made your bed. And now you've entered the gym. Well, congratulations. That is literally phase one of the new you complete. If you want to call it the new you, it's done. Tick that off as an achievement. The minute you've got up and done that routine and you've gone there and you've gone through that door, you've made an achievement. If you've got anxiety, that's an achievement. You should smile. People might think you're slightly, I don't want you to do that and get people to stare at you, but in theory, you should give yourself a little clap as you walk through that door because that's an achievement in itself. You've actually done it. You've done well. And some people don't get, that is really hard for a lot of people just to get through that door. So now you've made it and you've made it into the gym space. What do you do? Again, we're talking about anxiety and gym fear and they're a bastard. And you've just overcome some major factors by actually getting in there. So I have suggestions, simple suggestions, very basic suggestions that I think may help. Find a cardio machine that you're familiar with. I think most people know what... Um, Treadmill is, you know, static walking, static running. doesn't have to be running in this instance. And perhaps just get on that treadmill or a cross trainer and say exercise for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I'm not talking about going mad. I'm not talking about putting the levels up. I'm certainly not talking about looking at what other people are doing on those machines. I'm on about you. Put it to a level you feel happy with. Have a walk, have a cross train, get a bit of motion in the body, do a bit, look around, see the environment, start to work it out. You'll start to feel the essence of the gym. Probably start to feel that it's not as scary as you think. All right? And work out that nearly all the gyms that you're in will come with some of those anxiety-inducing people that fuel it but you can spot these people you're in a safe space at the moment you're just on the treadmill you're on the cross trainer i wouldn't suggest you do the stair master just yet because i like to call it the stair bastard no matter what level you seem to put it on you're 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 
you're in a world of hurt. So let's let's, let's just, we're, it's our first visit, you know, we're feeling good. We've got over the anxiety. We've got in the gym space. We've got to this cardio machine. And now we're going to do a little bit. We're going to do 20 minutes or so. We're going to warm up slowly, do 10 minutes, not vigorous, but just a little bit more, you know, heart rate's elevated slightly in the middle and then get off it. And, we, and we've been to the gym. We've actually been to the gym and we've done something. But at the same time, I would suggest that you start having a little look around. And a little look around how, so you can sort of gauge what the area is like. You can gauge where some of the machines are. You can find out where the showers are. You can find out where the toilets are. You can just sort of look about and just get a feel for the place. All right? And like I said, these people that maybe want you to... that I'm just trying to be relatively polite and I can't be bothered. There's oppressive arseholes that fuel anxiety in gyms. I think to every gym I've ever been to, there's always been one, if not five, of these sort of people. I don't want to say they're guys or girls because it can be anyone nowadays. And they do, they just, I don't know, they just make you feel, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, just leave me be, let me do my own thing. I'm not in, I'm not interested in what you're doing. And they will half puff and flex and everything else. But you can look around. You, you've got the, you've got this 20 minutes or so, just have a look around. And then you've got a balance, okay? You've achieved your first visit. Pat on the back. Go home, smile. You got up, you made your bed. Or... You did it at lunchtime or whatever it was. You put those gym clothes on. You're comfortable in them. You look good in them. You've gone in the gym. You've gone to this cardio machine and you spent 20 minutes in the gym and you've looked around and for somebody with anxiety, stunning achievement. Pat yourself on your back. You're right. You've done really, really well. So now we need to get the second one done. And I'd say the process is exactly the same. You might want to do a little more on the cardio machine. You might want to go a little bit faster. You might want to push the resistance a little bit, bit more, which is cool. And this may well help you get the bug. You need to remember what you did last time, and this is what you're going to do this time. So a tiny little improvement. Only 0.5 of a percent or 0.25 of a percent, actually. Quarter of a percent is an improvement. Just remember that. Not everything's measured in 50%, 100%, 75%. You know, any percentage of improvement is improvement, and you did that yourself. So there's another achievement. So you've done it twice. So you had anxiety, you've gone in, you've been to the gym twice. Before you know it, you're going in for your, your third visit. And it will be the same as before, but a bit different. And why do I say this? Because you will notice that your confidence will have grown ever so slightly. There are still areas of that gym you need to conquer, but you have got over stage one of the gym fear. You have been to the gym, the place you didn't want to go three times in a week. Boom. Superb. Absolutely superb. And it takes a lot. And I know it takes a lot to do that. But it's a nice, smooth way of getting you into that space. You're starting to build a routine. You're starting to get used to the space. You're familiar with it. Even ridiculous stuff for people with anxiety. You probably even now know where you want to park your car. And how, and how far it is to walk to the doors and which door works properly and which one doesn't. And I don't know if everybody understands this, but when you're suffering from anxiety and fears like this, even getting to the venue and parking the car can be enough to put you off. But you've just done it. You've just done it three times that week. That's, that's 
just stunning. So you know the gym, all right? You know the people that are in there at your time. It's the time that you've chosen to go. And I wouldn't necessarily say you fluctuate this time too much. You know, if we can keep some regularity in there, you'll get some familiarity. Okay, you know how to use the automated doors. <laughs> like I said, you know where the bathrooms are. You know the layout. All the things that set anxiety on a scale of 100% are now at 75 because you did some recon. And now we move on to phase two. All right? And you, you should be smiling. You should be happy with yourself. Now, phase two doesn't have to be week two. It could be week four. It could be week six. All right? If you go to the gym three times a week for four weeks in a row and do three 20-minute cardio sessions quite comfortably, without breaking a sweat, but slightly improving, just a tiny, tiny percentage each week you go, because you, you've made an achievement. You, you're achieving. You're already achieving, and you're making a difference. So we want to move on to phase two. And what do I mean by phase two? Well, you want to you use some of the machines. You know, you've seen everybody in there using them, or the free weights, or whatever it is, and maybe that scary uh, Rocky Three area isn't as scary as we all thought. And you're building in confidence, and this is a great thing. So you, 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 I would suggest that, not the biggest fan of them, but some of the commercial gyms come with apps um, along with your membership. Uh, however, if you are very lucky to be in an independent gym like myself, <laughs> you can ask the staff, because the staff there are brilliant. Now, this, this is going to sound very negative for anybody that works in a commercial space, but I have found many of the staff in commercial gyms to only be concerned with themselves and how much PT money they can earn to pay the rent. Because rents for the PTs is extortionate. Okay, I get it. There are exceptions. I have worked with people that do give a shit about the general public in there and their safety and will go and help them. But I have been to so many commercial gyms. I've gone through them all. I, can't, I just can't face them anymore because I've watched too many of the PTs just wander around concerned about their own well-being and how they look, rather than what their clients are doing. So don't expect, I'd say 75% of the time, that in, an, in a commercial gym, that anybody's really, really going to help you with your form and how you train, okay? In an independent gym, they will. They, they, they will help you because they're trying to retain their clients because they really matter because they normally own them themselves. They're all invested in the place. Um, the environment really matters and the family essence is in abundance. But either way, sorry, going back to the beginning, I should say either way, but going back to the beginning, what I'm saying is you need to get one, if you've got one of those apps that comes with your gym membership, okay? So at the moment, I'm talking about commercial gyms. You've signed up the commercial gym because they're cost effective and you've got their their gym membership app and, and a lot of the times it comes with workouts, now, I wouldn't suggest that you just, boom, get the app on the minute you walk in that gym and, and go for it, hell for leather there. We're trying to remember here that you've, you've been suffering from gym anxiety. You're looking at the machines. You're looking at people use those machines. You've been on this treadmill, cross trainer, whatever it is, one of these pieces of cardio to get over your anxiety. You've grown in confidence, and now you want to go to the next phase, like we said, like phase two, okay? So the night before, perhaps the night before, even the night before, sorry, the Stumbling my words. Before you get to the gym, so it could be the night before. That's what I'm trying to say. Find a basic program on the app and look at the suggested machines for this program because they should be on there. Then YouTube the crap out of it. Now, I'm not a great fan of YouTube to look at free weight um, 
training, squat and deadlift, and that you have to dig quite deep to find some good ones. A lot of them, a lot of them are too concerned about how much they've lifted. Where you know, if you dig, if you dig deep enough, you'll find some of these. They sometimes call them like the squat university and stuff like that. I think it is, and sort of colleges, and they have some really good detailed descriptions of how to say do a deadlift, do a squat, do a bench press. But you have to dig quite deep to find that. But for these machines, for the instances of these machines, these fixed machines that you see in there with the pin-loaded weights, you know, the little pin you pull out and you go down the stack to put heavier weight on and so on and so forth, you can you can get on YouTube and you can see how that that is used. You can watch people use it and you can get some confidence built before you actually get into the gym space. All right, so watch and listen on YouTube, just go through it. Look at the machines. So look at the program. Don't look at the four um, days of the program. Look at the one, the one you're concerned with for the next day. Go through it. Go through on YouTube. Look at how the machines are used. Save them as a favorite if you need to on YouTube in case you need to reference them in the gym. And then we're going in, we're going in again, we're going for phase two. Now, this is another stage of getting over the anxiety. But remember, it's another element of, because you've broken down the journey there, you've done that, clothing and that's sorted, you look good. Parking space is sorted, sorted, you know where we're going to go. You know how long the walk is there. You know how to get in. You know where your warm-up is, so you can get on your cardio machine and do your three minutes, all right? Try and get some blood flow into the body as a minimum. And you can look around. And now you've got your app, and you studied the night before, the day before, whenever you could before, maybe an hour before, and you've watched your YouTube videos. You know where these machines are going to be, or you know what they look like at least. You know the area, I should say, where these machines are going to be. And now you've got all this familiarity, you should generally know the sort of characters or people that are going to be in that gym space at that time because you've regularly gone at that time. Go to the machine, approach it, get on it, put the pin on the lowest weight straight away. That's the first thing I would do. Because as, a, as, a, as, a, as an idea for confidence, if you start putting it too heavy and you just can't lift it, it's going to start to bring in more anxiety. Did anybody see me? Did anybody see me strain with that? Did anybody hear that bang? Did anybody hear me drop this? Oh my God, am I doing this right? And anxiety will start building again and everything starts going wrong. You won't be able to put your hands there properly. You won't be able to put your legs in the right place. You won't be able to, you just, your head won't feel right. You just, you'll blow yourself up, all right? Put that pin on the lowest weight because you're going to start and try it out. You're going to think about your homework and you're going to start doing a few slow reps and go, yeah, comfortable. This feels good. I like this. I like this. I know what I'm doing. This feels right. Yeah, this feels right. <clears throat> and you're off and running. And then you do your first few reps and it might be like flying around and you go, whoa, I need some more weight on this. Well, don't be cocky about it. Move it up one. One. Try it again. See how you're going. Because when you start doing three sets of 10 and so on and so forth, you know, you might find a way and go, well, that's easy. I've just done three of those and I can do anything. And then by the time you get to rep 30 on your third set on the suggested app, you're finding that your arms want to fall off or your legs, whatever it is. So don't get too cocky, but be confident. And what you'll have done is you'll have 
hit the gym, you'd have gone into a new area and you started using new machines. So you, know, you might be familiar with these machines, to be fair. It may have been anxiety in the past that stopped you going back to the gym or anxiety that you currently have, sorry, an and an anxious moment in, in previous gym life that made you walk out of the gym. So you might actually be that familiar, but there's still, you know, you still could research it and get some confidence back and go in there and do it. And when you do this, in your head, just make sure you're fucking telling yourself, well done. Because no one in that space understands how much it took for you to actually get there and do that. And you've done that. And you should be proud of that. All right? And there are other elements that come with this over and beyond. Because you've, you've done this. You, you've, you've, you've broken it. You're in a routine. You could be in week four, five, or six now, whatever it is, and you're on these, on these machines. And you're following this app program. Um, and at times, and I've had it, you'll get this, ooh, we just said it with the pins, where I said just go low. Go low, slowly build up. And you'll get to a point where it's like, how much should I be lifting? Everyone has seemed stronger than me. And in my case, I'm a big guy. So when people see me lifting smaller, lighter weights, I still to this day get a little stare. But I've had to come to terms with the fact that I've got neurological injuries and which prevent me now from lifting heavy. Alongside this, I've got some joint issues. I've got a knee operation in a couple of weeks. And I'm older than most people that I see in the gym, to be fair. Um, and it all makes a difference. But nobody knows this. And even though I've managed to manage my head just to train in a manner that is best for me, I still get a twinge now and again that people are staring at the weak big guy, you know? And I've had to overcome that. And I still have to overcome that. And it still crosses my mind. One in particular at the moment is um, shoulder press. Uh, dumbbell shoulder press. It's, it's uh, oh no, actually, no, I'll say one. And pull-ups. And the reason I'm struggling so badly with them is I've got a I've got a neurological problem with injuries with my rotator cuff and um around my spine. And and it, it's creating a weakness due to the fact I've I've not got enough neurons sort of firing into the muscles and I can't drive and I, I literally hit a point where it stops. This isn't like, oh, that's suddenly that's just a little bit too heavy for me. We're talking zero, stop, ain't going, arm goes into shake and I can't lift. So there's a couple of exercises for me that I just can't achieve what I want to achieve in my own head. But then I still can't achieve what other people are achieving. And they're the two that probably still get me a little bit like, oh, here I go. Going to do a bit of uh, dumbbell overhead press now. Better go and get the uh, really light weights. And what do they always put them on the shelves away from all the big weights? That's the other thing I don't like. They should all be together in a basket. So nobody knows what you're lifting. No, I'm joking. But I've still got that and I still have to overcome it. And I do it all the time. I do it every week. So there's shoulders every week. I do it every week and I can get over it. And that's because I've had a long time to deal with this and actually train my head to work with it. So the anxiety is not long-term in regards to being actually in the gym. It's not like I lift the first set and that's it. I'm crucified and I have to get out. I will pick those weights up, I will sit down, and I'll have reasoned with myself before I do it. So there's, what I'm trying to say is, you know, this how much I should live with you. You're on your own journey. You have to remember you're on your own journey when it comes to the gym. There is a multitude of bad guidance out there suggesting what you should be lifting when we come to the how much should I lift issue and everybody seems stronger, right? There's loads suggesting out there you should be lifting. And there's also 
a shitload of bad guidance on how you should lift, but that's not for this podcast, and I don't think I'll ever really come across that. But it's so ingrained in social media world that it, it, it too sort of applies pressure to what you should be doing and how strong you should be and, of course, how you should look. We're going all the way back now, aren't we, to, to when you had your, you brought your gym outfit or, you, you know, and you got yourself ready with new trainers. But there is a lot of that. How much should I lift? What should I wear? Um, oh, it just, you know, these elements just apply more anxiety than anyone should have to cope with. And I know it's hard, but you just have to keep telling yourself, this, this is my journey, this is my body, and this is how I'm going to train. If you notice a difference, you know, whether that being able to walk up the stairs easier, bring the shopping home easier, I don't know, take a delivery of a huge bloody Amazon box easier. You feel more awake, you feel more revitalized, you feel happier because of the endorphins. You feel slightly more confident about yourself. Then you're doing it right. And you're doing it for you, not for the shouty, grunty, sweaty teen that has watched some early 20-year-old on TikTok who's full of God knows what, wearing a backwards cap and claiming to have the best solutions for fitness and strength while drinking a fucking chocolate milk. I mean, that guy just seems to be everywhere and drives me absolutely insane every time I see him using bust machines with half reps, poor technique. Oh, it goes on. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop myself now. But it's for you. You're going there for you at the moment, right? I say at the moment. What do I say at the moment? Because you might get the bug and then you might be doing it for another reason. You might want to enter a strong man, strong woman competition. You might want to go and do high rocks. High rocks, I mean, oh, not for me. <laughs> high rocks is not for me. Well, actually, quite a lot of the elements of high rocks are for me. It's the running bit. I'm not a runner. Not very keen on the old running. But that's where you that's where your journey might take you. You might have aspirations after that. Okay, so it, it becomes still about you, but with a different goal in mind. But what I want you to do with those with the, the anxiety is keep it to yourself. Keep the keep, not keep the anxiety to yourself, but keep everything's about you. This is your journey. You're doing what you can. You're making a difference to yourself at present. You're not in a competition. You're not a professional athlete. Okay, you're just trying to better yourself. And every day you go, you are, whether you like it or not, bettering yourself. And every day you do that, that is another achievement, particularly for people with anxiety. You really have smashed it. And not everybody in there knows that. Those people in that gym have no no understanding what's going on in your head. Well, actually, there's probably, there could well be another 15 that are all thinking exactly the same as you, but it doesn't suddenly mean you're all going to come together and resolve it. What I'm saying is do it for yourself. Okay, so take some time. In summary, take your time. Not too much time, but some time. Approach the fears like I've described. A little one step at a time and evaluate the situation each time you enter that gym. Okay, and you're going to slowly take yourself out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to grow in confidence. Research, investigate, build confidence in your own knowledge. And this will help you in the gym space. I always used to do this when I used to have to go and talk in front of people. Okay, if I had to talk to my peers, I struggled. I just fumbled. I couldn't talk. I couldn't get the right words out. I forgot all the the, the major sort of literary terms or descriptions of items or whatever it was. Because my peers were in that room and that used to kill me. But when I'm talking about myself or I'm talking about a subject nobody knows about, so in this instance, 
you are researching for yourself. You're going to build confidence in knowledge for stuff that you want to do. Then you become the boss of that situation. You are the one. You want to use that machine. And that's how I'm going to use it. And those are the weights that I, I am going to use. You are then the boss of that situation. You are more confident in that situation because when you can talk about stuff that is inherently for you and others in that gym do not know your plan. They might know how to use that machine. They might know how to use it with heavier weights. They might know how to use it faster, slower, more reps, more sets. So bloody what? That's them. That's their That's their goal. That's, their, that's, that's to do with them. That's got nothing to do with you. You're not interested. You're not training with them. You're not training to be them. You're not training to compete with them. You're doing it all for yourself. Okay, so build your confidence. This is all about you. And this knowledge, this, this investigation, the research, the confidence in yourself and knowing what you want to do and setting it out for yourself, it literally can be the smallest thing ever. All right, your goal can be tiny if you want it to be. But whatever you do, once you've gone there, and you've done stage one, and then you've gone to phase two, sorry, phase one, and then you've gone to phase two, and you're starting to notice the differences, like I was saying, you know, about the stairs and the, and the Amazon boxes. I don't know why I bring that, I think it's probably because I had an Amazon delivery today. That's why the Amazon box came into it. Although it was really, really light. Anyway, I ramble. But when I get back to that, you know, when you're making differences to, to your life, to your life, not theirs, yours, just remember, you made it in there. You, you overcome so much before even entering that door. You're already stronger than most of the people that are in that gym because you've had to overcome the fear and the anxiety, you know, uh, perhaps even body dysmorphia. And even each and every time you make one more step towards a regular routine in a place that once scared the living shit out of you, through anxiety, reward yourself, okay? Reward yourself, pat yourself on the back, have that cake, have that takeaway. Go and get a latte after the gym, all right? You earned it, enjoy it. We're not going to worry about that that nutritional stuff, not on this yet. We just want you to start enjoying the gym space. And while you're enjoying the gym space, enjoy it. Get in there, get confident and get moving. But do one thing for me. Don't get cocky. Don't be that person that causes anxiety to others. If anything in this podcast is relevant to you, then please get in touch. Maybe there's elements that I have forgotten about, issues that you're suffering from, or elements you'd like to bring up, and perhaps you'd like to hear my opinion on them. My name is Steve, and this is My Mental Roadmap, a podcast by Map Strength. <laughs>